The tip of the tongue, the, the teeth, teeth, the lips, the, lips. the tip of the tongue, the, the teeth. But I gotta get a photo. Gotta get a photo. Gotta. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Okay, ready? Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Just Man's the podcast. It's your host Amanda, and today we have a special guest because my boyfriend Lucas is here <laughs> for the whole episode. The podcast debut. <laughs> I'm on a podcast. What? A few episodes ago, I did the I'm five months pregnant episode. It was episode seven, so if you guys haven't seen or heard that one, go check that one out. And after that podcast episode, got a lot of Instagram DMs wanting Lucas to come on and share his side of the story, share his feelings, and just kind of talk and let you guys get to know him. So yeah. he's here with me. They want to hear from the man, the myth, the legend himself. <laughs> just Man's the Podcast. talk about moving to um moving to Colorado because for those of you who don't know Lucas and I met when we were 16 years old in Orlando Florida in where the we both sunny grew up state of Florida baby in the summer days at the beach just in the ocean hanging out and flat and hot yeah and so yeah we're both from Orlando but I moved out to Boulder for college and Lucas went to UWF yeah Pensacola I think it started when I uh I went on vacation with you like four summers ago. It was the summer going into senior year. Right. Yeah, we went to Aspen. We went to Aspen. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I ever, you know, went to Colorado. First time I ever saw the mountains. And I was absolutely mind blown, hooked. Well, and wanted to move there and live there for the rest of my life. And it's so funny because we have fa good family friends in Aspen. And I remember, do you remember this being a uh, junior maybe in high school? Or maybe, yeah, junior in high school. And they came to visit us for my dad's golf tournament, and they were like, oh my gosh, have you guys heard of Boulder? Like, yeah. you guys would love it. And Lucas and I literally, were, like, looked at each other. We were like, oh, let's go to Boulder. <laughs> yeah. And then if we just, like, forgot about it. Like, it wasn't even something that we really, re like, marinated on. We just mm -hmm. thought about it. And then, sure enough, I end up in Boulder. Yeah, it was crazy. Before I went to Colorado, I mean, I did more traveling outside of the U.S. than in the U.S. And going out to Colorado... Uh, summer going into senior year of high school is like the first time I ever went out west, and I mean I'll Found never love. forget even the grass. Yeah, I, I, even <laughs> even the grass here is just like so much better yeah. than anything in Florida. It's just so green. It's so luscious. The mountains are so beautiful. The air. I mean, it's, it's God's just, country. I mean, oh it makes you it makes you want to be outside. I mean, a lot of my listeners live in Florida and. You probably are in the situation right now where it's it's too hot to even go outside. But here it's like 69, 70 degrees, yeah. and we're hiking, and we well, just want to take like advantage. Well, and I also like in the city, the public parks. You know, there's so many public parks out here, and they're massive parks. I mean, these these grass fields are like a 1,000 yards long, a 1,000 yards wide, and then you've got the giant track around the um, park. And I just always remember thinking to myself, whenever we, you know, walk to the park here in the city – you could not do this in Florida. No. Like, we'll walk to the middle of the grass field here in Denver, set down a towel, and just soak up the sun. And it's just such a nice... But in Florida, I would literally be sweating. I'd be miserable. I'd be like, get me the hell out of here. Well, in Florida, you have the beach. And it's funny because we were at the park, actually, the other day. And 
Well, not not even before we went to the park, Lucas is like, I'm so pale, I need to get tan, like this Florida boy needs a tan. And I was like, Okay, like let's go to the park. And he was like, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so we walked we walked to the park in the middle of the park, laid down like literally a whole beach setup, and he's like, I guess this is how you tan in Colorado. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> the beach is definitely something I'm gonna miss. Well, I mean, that's what vacation's for, but I was the last four years I just spent at, in uh, at UWF in Pensacola, I was a spoiled boy. I mean, we would go to the beach every day. I would, the beach sunsets, drinks on the beach. Every with time the I would friends. visit, we would just go to a tiki bar and get hammered. Yeah, it's the way to do it in Pensacola yeah, for it's, sure. It's so fun. Um, but I mean, that's what vacation's for, you know, going back to the beach, going back to uh, that Florida lifestyle. But best thing, I mean, I think life, in life, it's all about, you know, flipping chapters and yeah. exploring new places and you know out of high school the best thing that ever happened to me was moving to a new city to Pensacola and I mean I'm now in a new transition of life where we're moving to Denver and the mountains and I think it's right. a, a, a great thing so. how are you enjoying it so far love it yeah I need friends though I'm I know <laughs> so it's funny because I'm out of, in the relationship like and we'll get into this later in the episode because we're going to talk a lot about our relationship how we make it work and like our differences and things yeah. like that. And in our relationship, I'm the introvert and Lucas is the extrovert. But it's funny because when he moved out here, it's like he didn't have any friends to kind of do that, be that extrovert. Yeah, itself. I mean, in due time, once I get a job and once I become, once this whole COVID thing kind of relaxes, I'll be able to be a lot more social. But it's kind of funny. I went on a hike by myself two days yeah. ago. <laughs> But I told him, once you go on a solo hike, you're a changed no, man. No, it was great. I actually wanted to go on a solo hike, you know? Um, it was nice to go out there by myself and hit a, I mean, I hit a nine-mile trail out in the yeah. mountains by myself, um, and it was great. Oh my god, there's a huge, there's a huge bug. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're recording in my room, facing the balcony window, and there's a huge bug it's on the moth. sliding glass door. It's a moth. It's a moth? There's so many moths out here. Well, speaking of the fact that you went to school in Pensacola, should we talk about long distance and how we made it work? Because I got a lot of questions of people being like, talk about long distance. How did you guys make it work? Yeah, what did, sure. What's Let's the secret? It. Things like that. I got that. two words for long distance. Sexual frustration. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, say these like insightful things like communication and no. loyalty. <laughs> yeah, a lot of... Horny nights alone. <laughs> so, so like I said, we met when we were 16 and we dated until freshman year of college. So when we went to college, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design. I went to a different college than he did and we did long distance. Then we broke up for our sophomore year and then junior and senior year of college, we did the long distance thing again. So <clears throat> for the past four years, our relationship's really been long distance. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the way we make it work is, I mean, I kind of see us just naturally a lot more mature than other couples our age. Like, we're not super jealous. We're not, yeah. I mean, we're both extremely individual people. I guess, like, in a way, we, quote-unquote, are super happy with ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're not really insecure about other people. So I, I don't think that kind of comes into our relationship, which and that comes into, like, yeah. a lot of people's relationships. Yeah. I think we're, we're both, both just... We're both very confident yeah. people, and I feel like that shows because... I feel like when you're confident just as a person, as an individual, it bleeds into your relationship. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. We just go weeks without seeing each other. And if I'm, you know, partying in Pensacola, I just know that my connection with you is way more serious than any other, like, connection. I think that's just something that we... Um, established? Established really well was just, like, 
not only are we boyfriend and girlfriend, but we're also like super close friends. Yeah. We, we want each other to grow. We want each other to experience like other things. That's why, I mean, when you, we broke up. Yeah. We, I mean, we couldn't really handle the long distance. Well, from clarify, transitioning you from couldn't, high you couldn't, you couldn't handle it. No, I mean, it I was, a, I was a young, I would, yeah, I was so 18 for, years old playing football in a new city, had all these new people around me. It's super hard to juggle a relationship with that. Also, the way that I was raised, I don't know if you guys know, but my dad is a professional golfer. So from the moment that I had friends in elementary school, I was used to being away from them. I was used to being away from people. I was I was used to being having to juggle relationships, being in a different city or a different state. So for, for me, long distance kind of comes naturally, and thank God we have te- technology, but... Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do with like how you're raised kind of. Yeah. Also, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we we are we want to do long distance. I feel like a lot of people jump into long distance relationship when they don't even really want to, and I feel like you to do long distance the right way, you have to want to do it. Yeah, there has you to have be to. a willingness and yeah. there has to be a reason. So, if you're jumping into a long distance relationship because you're comfortable with that person, that might not necessarily be the reason to do it. Lucas and I knew, hey, we love each other and we're not ready to let each other go. So we wanted to give it a try. For sure. If there was any like, oh, we're going to college and maybe we want to see other people, blah, blah, then we would have said, no, we're not going to be together. But <clears throat> we wanted to. And I think that that's the start. It's not even trusting each other. It's not even loyalty. It's the willingness because if you don't have willingness, willingness to make long distance work, it's not going to. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like the person enough to be able to go through long distance frustrations and to be able to, you know, sacrifice some time with your friends to FaceTime your, you know, your significant, if, if you, if you really don't think that, I mean, that's square one. If you don't think this person's worth it to like, you know, put a couple hours every day off to the side and, you know, keep your relationship strong with the person that's a thousand miles away, then you, I mean, you're not doing yourself a favor at all. Well, because it's a sacrifice. Long distance is a sacrifice and you're going to sacrifice some of your time, whether that's with your significant other or whether that's with your friends. And I think it's about finding a good balance too. It's like, you have to be super open and be able to communicate with each other about how this is going to work for you guys. Mm-hmm. And, and also not, not only just how is it going to work for you guys, but what works and what doesn't work because by knowing what doesn't work for you guys, then you're able to kind of rule that out and kind of start from square one and be like, okay, what are we going to do now to try to make this work? Because yeah, for Lucas and I, I know a lot of people do this differently. And I, I wrote a whole blog post by the way, about long distance and how I make that work. So if you want to go check that out, it's justmans.com. You can just search long distance, but for Lucas and I, we know that, say he said, babe, I'm going to the beach tomorrow. I'm going to have a great time with my friends. I know that he's not going to text me all day. I know he's going to call me or text me in the morning, and then I'll probably get a text, maybe a picture of the ocean, and then I'll talk to him later at night. And that worked for us. But I think it's about talking to your partner and being like, hey, I'm doing this I don't think that I'm going to be able to talk to you all day, see how the other person responds, and try to communicate from there. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just, it's the challenge of every day, for however long you were together, you guys were with each other. But then when you go long distance and you move away, it's up to you to find your own independence Mm -hmm. out there. Like, you can't rely on your, I feel like a lot of people have the problem where, okay, they move away from each other. 
but then they don't try to um, grow as an individual. No. They stay attached to the one that's a thousand miles away, which one puts them out of reality in their new city, kind of like they're not presently mm-hmm. there. I don't know. It's super hard being in high school or, you know, being with someone all the time and then separating and then it's super confusing because you're so, your feelings are so invested Mm -hmm. on this other person and then the other person isn't there all the time and you're in a completely different place. That's why it's super important to just find your independence and, and like find friends and just figure yourself out in your new city. That'll make it a lot easier to keep your relationship strong because if you're a thousand miles away or whatever, and your feelings are still dependent on if your boyfriend or girlfriend texts you back, or if, you know, if you're worried about not talking all day, or if you're worried, I mean, you're worrying about the wrong things. You got to worry about what you're going to do that day, like how you're going to make that day for you enjoyable. I feel like if you don't have a significant other who isn't encouraging that growth from you too then you're not in the right relationship. I think the reason Lucas and I, and that's why I'm saying it's not even trust. It's not even loyalty. It's not, it's not that the way that we made long distance work was the fact that we expected each other to change and grow. You can't expect somebody from, from at 18 years old to 22 to stay stagnant. That's not going to happen. You're just trapping them. And that doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do them any good. It doesn't do any good for your relationship. So I think you have to just come into it with an expectation of the fact that, you know what, we're going to give this a try, but he's going to grow. I'm going to grow as a person. And you know what? That could mean that we grow separate ways. But if we grow together, then amazing. And honestly, that's, that's what Lucas and I did. We didn't, I think why we worked so well is because we didn't force our relationship to happen. Yeah. If you're in a long distance, if you're in a long distance relationship and your boyfriend or girlfriend has a problem with every single time you go out and meet new people or every single time you want to go enjoy the new city that you're in or every, I mean, get the hell out. There is no growth in a relationship like that. I mean, people change over a relationship. The growth aspect is huge. If you want to be successful in a relationship, if you want to grow with each other and if you want to last long, you got to leave room for human growth. Also, you want to be able to be with somebody that you can you can trust is going to be a good person and a fun person when you're not there. Like, if you are uncomfortable with your boyfriend or your girlfriend meeting new people because you're like, oh, maybe they'll like them better, then that's not the person you want to be with. Because yeah. if you have any reservations or any insecurities that they're going to go and, and find someone quote-unquote better or somebody else, then... Again, it's just not the relationship with you. I love when Lucas is just hanging out with my girlfriends because I love him and I know that they're going to love him too because of the person he is. He's his own person. And I don't, I don't ever get insecure or even if he's, if Lucas is with his buddies or even with his buddies, girlfriends, it's like, I love it because I want people to see the person that I'm dating Mm -hmm. and that person's great. Not because I'm trying to control a situation because I'm scared that they're going to like them better. It's like. This, you got to remember too, like your significant other chose you, they chose you. And if they choose somebody else, that's their, they can, but they're not yours. You know, like I think you have to be willing to let the relationship quote unquote run its course because whether it's going to either, it's going to run its course and you guys are going to grow apart or you're going to be together and it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, and we're not, we're not long distance professionals by any means. I mean, we, we didn't really, we technically couldn't do it. I mean, yeah. We tried long distance for freshman year and it was good, but 
I mean, like I said, I was so busy. I was thrown into a new social circle. I mean, I had football all the time, a new school, a new city, and it was so hard for me because I'm not very good at long distance. I'm a very hands-on lover. I'm a very I'm a very work like affectionate. Like I need the physical affection or else I kind of just don't really know what's going on. And that really affected me. It affected Amanda. And then after freshman year of college, we kind of came home and spent that summer together, which was nice. But then you transferred to Boulder. Mm -hmm. And then that longer distance and, you know, we didn't didn't survive that. I think think what happened was I think freshman year, at least for me, I don't know if this is the same for you and you can speak on that. But I think for me, freshman year, I was a little apprehensive of being myself and being my 100% individual person and growing and meeting new people because I was scared that it was going to affect our relationship, if I'm being honest. I thought, I think that freshman year, I kind of went about it the wrong way, and I tried to force it a little bit, which is why I don't think it worked. Mm -hmm. Because I know, I mean, senior year, the summer going into freshman year, you had thoughts of, like, breaking up. like I had thoughts of should we allow each other this this new chapter to grow without each other? Sure. Because I I didn't know what it would look like if we tried to do it while we were still together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was always like, no, we got this. We yeah. can do this. Yeah. Like, And then... Hey, but we're here. Oh, no, <laughs> We <course>. did do it. <laughs> yeah, of course we did. In that period of time where, you know, you broke up with me and you were a sophomore at, you know, CU Boulder, you joined a sorority, you're partying at frat houses, and you're really getting that college experience, I was fucking heartbroken. I mean, I was miserable for a long time because I didn't really understand what was going on because, like, now that I look back at it, at during the time I was the only boy you'd ever been with, you know, I was the, like, I was really the only, I was the guy that, you know, took your virginity, took you on your first date, you know, it was really the only experience I've ever had. The only experience you ever had. And you weren't the only experience I've ever had. So yeah. I didn't really look at it like that. You know, yeah. you you needed time and you needed experience as a as a, an, a like an adult. You needed you needed to hook up with other people. You needed to go and have a blackout night at a fraternity. You needed to go and experience what that college life is like because you did that for like a year and we didn't talk much and you experienced all this stuff, but through that experience, you realized that like Lucas is the one for me, you know? Totally. And I think that goes back to the fact that you can't force it because for me, I, and, and this is, a, this is the thing too. It, it goes back to the willingness and, and the ability to understand that you can find growth within a long distance relationship. However, when I was a freshman and I think this is why I, you were kind of blindsided a little bit is because I didn't really feel like I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to be myself and be an individual totally. and grow and I didn't in a relationship. And oh, now, in a relationship. yes, in a relationship. And I think part of making long distance work too is knowing when it's time to take that step back for yourself and yeah. prioritize yourself because you love the other person. And it's, it's one of those things where I knew that I couldn't grow and be the individual that I want to wanted to be and be the individual that I 
you know, ultimately wanted to be for our relationship. Yeah. I couldn't be that person from the relationship that we had at that time. And I didn't understand that. I thought that was bullshit. I was like, dude, what do you mean? Like, I'm your best friend. I can help you through anything. Like, let me be the shoulder to... and you were just like, no, it, it, it can't work that way. And I was yeah. so confused. I was like, what do you mean it can't work that way? Of course it can work that way. I've been here for you, you know? I'm like, let me be your man. Yeah. Let, like, <laughs> and you were just like, no, Lucas, like this can't happen. And I was so, I remember being just so confused and so heartbroken. But then, but the best thing, in my opinion, that happened out of our breakup, it's like for that year that we weren't together or whatever, <clears throat> before that, my emotions were so dependent on you. Like Mm -hmm. I would have a happy day because of you and I would have a sad day because of you. I would never have a happy day because of me or a sad day because Mm -hmm. of me. It was Mm -hmm. always like I lived for you. You know what I mean? And our breakup gave me time to mourn. Obviously I mourned for a long time, but that time by myself also gave me a chance to like figure out who I was. Like I gained a huge independence from our breakup because beforehand I was so reliant on you. And then after time, because time heals everything, Mm -hmm. I finally realized I was like, wow, like this is actually my life now. Mm -hmm. Like I don't wake up and think about Amanda. I think about me. Mm -hmm. I think about my life. That's so crazy that you said that because I literally wrote something in my journal. Like when I was about to break up with you, I was like, I don't remember the last time I woke up and just thought about Amanda. Yeah. And through that, I remember waking up one day and like just thanking you, thanking you, like, thank you for breaking up with me. Thank you for it's, it's like, it's cause I felt like a little child. I was like, why are you leaving me? What are you doing? You know, I I can't, I can't survive without you. What are you doing? Like, I need you for my feelings. I need you for, you know, I need you, I need you. But through that breakup, it was like, after time, it's like, no, I don't need her. I don't Mm -hmm. need her. Mm -hmm. I don't need the other person. I just need me. Mm Mm-hmm. And as long as I have me, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be happy. I'm good. And that's what I realized out of that. And I was like, wow, I've grown so much as a human because of this breakup. The breakup was one of the best things that mm-hmm. ever happened to me as an, as an individual. Yeah. You know, I found my wings. Like, I found, yeah. like, my, my confidence as a man, you know? Yeah, and, and, if, and if any of you are going through that right now where you're you're so in love, but you're maybe you're going to college or maybe you're just transitioning into a new chapter and you feel like you don't want to break up with this person because you love them and you don't know what you're going to do without them. It's like sometimes breakups have nothing to do with the feelings that you have for somebody. Yeah, They really don't. And I know that's really frustrating to hear, but for Lucas and I, for example, I honestly, I kind of felt like if I didn't do this, I was not going to love him anymore. No, totally, totally. I mean, if you... Look, if you guys are, if there are two people that are super confident in long distance, they know they can do it, then hell yeah, do it. But if there are any doubts, look, you only live one life. You're only young once. If you guys aren't stupid in love with each other, and if you really, really, really for a second think that maybe I want just a little time to grow myself, do it. Like, I promise you, the person will always be there. You guys will both grow out of this. But... I mean, me as a senior in high school or whatever, looking back now, I'd be, I'd still be like, no, we can do it, yeah. you know, fuck all that shit. But it's real life, you know. It's yeah, crazy. and I, and I think, I think again, the thing, like, just to kind of wrap the whole long distance 
topic up in a bow. I think what really worked for us is we had a lot of communication. We've always been really good at that. Phone sex. <laughs> no, we actually never had no, phone we, sex. We didn't have phone sex. Do you actually. know what's so funny is a lot of my friends are like, yeah, like, like, never mind. I can't say her name on here. I don't know if she wants me to say it. But um, one of my friends was like, yeah, I have phone sex with my boyfriend, whatever. And I, we just never did that. No, we, we didn't really do anyway, that. Anyway, to wrap it up, long distance is really, for us, is communication. It's wanting the best for the other person and, and also knowing when to prioritize. So whether you, you need to prior, prioritize yourself or prioritize the other person or prioritize your relationship or prioritize your friends. And even when we decided to get back together and do long distance again, we still had moments where we were like, hey, I need to take a step back from you. Yeah, for sure. And that's okay. And I think the fact that we had that communication, we had that flexibility with, with each other, we had that understanding, we had that that willingness, I think we were just, we we didn't force it. I think that's the biggest thing I want to hit home for people is you cannot force this to, to work. No. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And... If it doesn't work, it that that's not to say that it's not gonna work in the long run. You know, it it's it's a very it's a very complicated thing, and I think you just have to go along with the ride. You can't try and make it one thing, you can't try to make it this thing. It's gonna be what what it's gonna be, and you just gotta go along with it. I agree. One person asked me on Instagram, which I think is a really interesting question because I've never thought about this, is Talk about your early relationship versus your current relationship. Like, mm. if there's any differences, if it's the same. I think there's a lot of differences. You think? Well, my first, the first thing that popped into my head was just the reliance. Like, the first time we dated, like I said earlier, like, my feelings relied on you. I, we were attached to the hip. Yeah. We never spent a second away from each other. Yeah. And that equals zero growth as a human being. Like, the best, like I said earlier, the best thing that ever happened to us was breaking up was, uh -huh. like, getting time on our own. Um, I think now compared to when we were together a couple of years ago, um, we're a lot more independent. Like we can, we'll be okay. Like being alone. Yeah. We're super confident in how we feel about each other. We're not jealous. We're not really insecure yeah. about ourselves. I don't think that we were ever really jealous. We weren't necessarily jealous, with, but, but I, I will yes. say, I will say, I've always been the natural introvert, the natural I need alone time. You never really were until recently. Yeah, I think I've grown into that. You have. And and before, I think it was one of those things where I just loved you so much that I just wanted to be with you all the yeah, time. Yeah, I was a sucker. I mean, shit. I was a, I was a words of affirmation. Yeah. I am a words <laughs> of affirmation, physical touch kind of guy. Yeah. Through and through. If I didn't have that, I, w I like... I'd get all moody and I'd be immature about it. And you know what I mean? And we had problems in the beginning of a relationship, like when we weren't like having sex yeah. or we weren't being intimate. I had huge problems with that. I think nowadays I've, I've grown tremendously. I mean, I think, I mean, this is such a cliche and just like the most obvious answer, but I think the main difference is just maturity. We were immature when we were 16 just cause you know, we were yeah, 16. all I want to do is get laid. You yeah. Know I mean? <laughs> and now we were more mature. We really love each other and we loved each other then, but there's a different kind of love when you're 16 as opposed to when you're 22 and you really want to make a life together. We still have that that puppy dog, like, oh my gosh, overwhelming, I'm so in love with you, but it's grown. It's kind of matured. It put on a suit. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, it's different. What I was going to say is we don't ever get into, like, day arguments, arguments where they last a few days. Like, we get into arguments all the time, but... 
we don't ever let it kind of go past the day because we're like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Do you know? Like, I feel like before you would get moody. We're or... just not, we're not as reliant on each other anymore. Yeah. We're very, we, we used to be so reliant on each other and now we're not as reliant on each other, which makes it so much better. Yeah. It's because I feel like because we're not relying on each other, it's, it's almost like, okay, we're really choosing to be together now. Yeah. Like yeah, we're yeah. really choosing to spend time with each other when we do because we want to. For sure. Someone asked me, is Lucas related to Ricky Fowler? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I actually, I met Ricky Fowler uh, at the Champions yeah. Tour. Um, where was that? Jacksonville? Yeah, that was, I think that was in TPC. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, the Players Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we were in the, um, your dad took us into the. Family dining? Yeah, into the family dining room. And I saw Ricky Fowler and your, and he obviously saw your dad and was like, hey, Chris, how are you? And the first thing I said to Ricky Fowler, I was like, how are you, man? You know, we share, you know, the same last names. We're both Fowlers. He's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just met my uh, my long lost brother. That's funny. I, I didn't even think about that, but I bet people who follow me because of my dad and like the golf yeah. ball probably think I'm dating like no. a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not related to Ricky Fowler. Someone said, have you guys always wanted to have a family together and get married? Absolutely. I'm going to speak personally. Ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to have a family. I always wanted to be a dad. I'll never forget, even as a six, seven-year-old boy, I always remembered wanting to be that grandpa at the family reunions looking at, like, my 75 grandchildren. <laughs> you know, just, like, being the grandpa in the rocking chair, just like, oh, Timmy's grown so much. You know, he's yeah. just, like, breeding professional athletes and yeah. just, I've always wanted to be a family man. I've always wanted to be a husband. I've always wanted to be a father. That's something that has been super, super, um, like big for me. Cause I always had such respect for my grandpa yeah, you did. for my dad. You know, I, I really respect men who have big families and who are like the center of their family. And that's yeah. something I always, always, always wanted as, as like a man. I always knew as a kid, when I'm a man, you know, I'm going to have a family. I'm going to have, like, land. Just be, I always want to be a family man. <laughs> I'm going to have sure. a family and land. <laughs> I'm going to have a family. Get me some cows. I'm going to have land. I'm going to have a wife, a couple girlfriends. Hey. <laughs> okay. But did you always want to get married to me? Absolutely. You sure? Absolutely. You promise? <laughs> can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> yeah, I think Lucas and I always wanted to get married and have a family. I mean, even when we were 16, it was so bizarre i still think back to it to this day i i knew that this was the person i was going to spend the rest of my life with well i know we're not really talking about the pregnancy at this point of the podcast right now but my saving grace through this pregnancy is that before we even knew the baby was coming i was certain that you were going to be my woman for the rest of my life i was positive can i say something what Every single time when <laughs> when we were broken up, if like my girlfriend from back home or people that I knew, if they saw you out, you would always say, I, and I, I'm telling you, someone literally told me this. Someone was like, I saw Lucas out, you guys were broken up, and he still was like, yeah, that's the mother of my child. Yeah, like, That's I the mother of my that. children. It's kind of funny when, I, when we broke up, like, of course I'd go on dates and I'd have fun and everything, but I never, ever, I never took a, a woman or a girl seriously. Like it was just a hookup or it was just fun. Like I always, even when we broke up, I always knew like there's no other human being that has my heart. No way, shape or form. 
that's why I know this whole pregnancy thing and it was meant to happen. It'll be beautiful because before I knew that we were having a baby, my plan was graduating college, moving out to Denver, Colorado to be with Amanda DeMarco mm-hmm. and to spend the rest of my life with her. Mm-hmm. So that's why like, I'm super happy and Okay with it. Okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've always wanted to wanted to get married and have a family. The timeline is a little different <laughs> from what we're doing now that we always wanted. But, I mean, yeah, it was always Lucas and I. It yeah, it's never... kind of funny because we always talked about it. I mean, we always talked about how we were going to raise our kids. We always talked about <sighs> I had it. massive baby fever before I even yeah. got pregnant. I think you purposely got pregnant. I did that. not. I promise. Shorty set me up, ladies and gentlemen. No. Okay, people are going to actually not realize that we're joking and think that I'm a crazy bitch. No, I had massive baby fever. I don't know why. I think it was just my body telling me that I needed to get pregnant soon. Well, no. I I think, I mean, look, you're a social media influencer. Oh, totally. So there's a couple influencers that I really love, like Sarah's Day, who has a baby, and he's freaking adorable. And just a lot of other people on, on social media that had babies. And so I would look at these babies and be like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to have a baby with Lucas. I wonder yeah. what our baby's going to look like. However, I swear to God, I never meant to get pregnant now. It was kind of just one of those things that I was joking around with. Like I remember being like, when are you going to put a baby inside of me? Like, when am I going to get a baby? <laughs> and he was like, you're insane. Not, not yet. And I was totally joking. I never even took that really seriously until, you know, <laughs> I, a month later I took a pregnancy test and here we are. But yeah, I mean, we've always we've always wanted to have a kids and I think we, what we wanted to do originally, like everyone does is graduate college, get jobs, be secure, get a place, get married. Oh, and of then course. Have yeah. Kids. I mean, the plan was move to Denver, get a job, you know, settle down into our own place, you know, finally ask you to marry me and then start the baby and the wedding pro or the wedding process, then the baby. But everything happens for a reason. We'll talk about that later. Let's go back into the questions. Somebody asked me, what are your favorite things to do together? Sex. Stop (laughs) being such a dude. (laughs) We have a good sex life, but that's not our favorite thing. Well, it might be your favorite thing, but can we talk about what our favorite things to do are? Yeah. We love being outside. Absolutely love being outside. We love going on hikes. We love going to the beach. We love going on walks. We love going to the park and playing football We're and super frisbee. We're active people. We're very active and we love being active together. I think that kind of speaks to our friendship too. It's That's why we're such good friends yeah. because we have the same interests. I don't know. My favorite days with you either yet yeah, all day outside at the beach or on the mountains, but we used to have those days where we'd wake up and like in Pensacola, walk to the brewery sit down and next thing you know we're like 10 beers yeah in. we've been there for six hours and we just that's actually how non-stop. i got pregnant <laughs> it's non-stop <laughs> i like moments like that with you but i don't know we're we you know what we love to do we love to sit down with each other and conversate yeah we do like that's why we love getting drunk together so much because we just sit down we drink and we have a good time we should yeah i think that's and... actually like one of the high like one of the most important things about our relationship is that we actually confide in each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll actually ask me for advice, Mm -hmm. and I'll actually ask you for advice, and we respect, Mm -hmm. like, it's like, it's almost like whenever we sit down with each other, we kind of, like, put our boyfriend and girlfriend thing to the side Mm -hmm. almost, and just, we're, like, friends, and we're, like, I don't know, we just, we're very good at soaking in what each other has to say, giving advice, being a friend. Yeah, my favorite days, though, probably beach days. I mean, yeah. 
features. We, we, we love to get, get drunk together. <laughs> we really do. I mean, it's kind of like, it's funny because my parents and Lucas's parents are the same way, but my parents are high school sweethearts and that's all they talk about when they were like young and in high school and college is they just drank and had a good time and they still do. They love it. And Lucas and I are kind of the same way. We love having a good time together, yeah, we're very whether that's with alcohol, whether that's at the beach, whether that's hiking, whether that's laying in bed and mm-hmm. being fucking weirdos. I love, yeah, I love the nights where we just stay inside and play cards, yeah. listen to music, play cards, and just shoot the shit. And we're just really good good at that. And you know? when I dance and you hype me up, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to do is just be with Lucas because whatever I, I do with him... It's a good time. We also know when to get the fuck away from each other, though. Oh, that's, that's, that's important. <laughs> that's, that's a you good have thing to. Too. You know, like two days ago, I went on a hike by myself because I was yeah. like, listen, I just need some time by myself yeah. to just get, get away. He was getting irritable with He's me. getting a little antsy. You know, <laughs> getting a little antsy. Well, I also think, too, that goes into the fact that we do spend so much time together that I think we both were feeling that energy we were like "Mm, we've been together for so long like you know i was like you need friends you're like i need to go away like you know so we just you gotta you gotta be able to know how to do that too like that's the thing if you're if you're sitting there listening and you're like holy shit my boyfriend and i are exactly like you too we love to do everything together but we get on each other's nerves maybe take a little bit of time for yourself yes go spend a whole day away Spend a whole couple days go spend a couple days with your friends just separate for a little bit there's nothing wrong with that no you need it yeah now we're gonna go into the questions and topics surrounding pregnancy like i said in the beginning of this (laughs) (laughs) like i said in the beginning of this episode i got a lot of questions wanting lucas to share his emotions and just talk about his side because i know the announcement podcast episode it was just me Mm -hmm. lucas was on there for a little bit but it was just me answering questions so i want to give a moment to lucas to speak on that someone said i want lucas to get real and raw on his emotions with your pregnancy (laughs) real and raw yeah love that um i mean yeah if i can i guess give it to you by stages obviously being you know a 22 year old senior in college the last thing you want to hear is that you're pregnant with someone, you know, um, super scary, obviously, but one, I'm very confident in myself. I knew from the get go that I was going to earn a degree. I was going to get a job and be, be, be a successful man and be happy in my life. And also, like I said earlier, thank God I'm going through this, you know, unexpected pregnancy with someone like you, Yeah. you know, because you truly are the love of my life. I love you with every ounce of me. And I knew that before we were even having a baby. Yeah. My plan was to marry you and to, you know, like I said, put a child in you anyways. So it's just coming a little earlier than expected and that's totally okay. Um, but I think in like my situation, the best thing you can do is just be thankful. You know, I'm just super happy that I'm not having an unexpected child with a woman that I second guess, or I'm not going through this situation by myself because I don't feel like I'm by myself at all. Right. But 
thankfulness was not your first emotion. No, it wasn't my first emotion, obviously. I mean, when I found out, I was like, Amanda, we can't do this. What do you mean? Like, I'm not about to be that Facebook couple, you know, that's that's being talked about from everyone you went to high school with, you know? I really didn't want to be a part of that. I didn't want to do that. I didn't picture my life like that at all, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was crazy. It was, I mean the my world was was crumbling around yeah, me it was yeah. it was huge news and it was devastating as well as i really you know the thoughts that go through your head as a man as a confident 22 year old man knowing that you have a baby on the way i can't even explain it it's like you got hit by a truck it's like <laughs> it's like literally i mean this is what i talked about too in my youtube video it's my whole life how i envisioned it for four years was flipped upside down. Yeah, totally. But but then I also think about it, it's crazy because you'll have, you know, you'll have moments where you're super happy. Then you'll have moments where you feel like you're literally suffocating. Yeah. But then the more you think about it, it's like, wow, I'm about to start a family. I am making another human being with the, with the human being that I love. Like I'm about to prolong my family name i'm bringing another fowler into this world that will have his own family and continue on the fowler name himself and i also think back to where like i've always really been a fatherly kind of guy you have like if you ask my friends i've always been you know super emotional i've always been someone who they can talk to i've always been someone who gives great advice i've always been someone who like i enjoy well, I enjoy when people come to me looking yeah. for love or looking for someone to... Because that's, that's like Lucas's biggest trait in the way that he expresses himself is through love. For sure. For himself, for me, for his family, for his friends, everyone that is around him, you can just tell he, he wants to give you his love. I truly do. I truly love my friends. I truly love, you know, the people around me. I really do. And, and then it's just like... And now I have this opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, I finished school, I'm going to get a job. I have this opportunity to grow a human being into the man that like I want to be as well. That's going to make me cry. <laughs> you haven't said this yet <laughs> no. to me. Yeah. I mean, me I have the opportunity to be a dad. I yeah. have the opportunity to be the man in, you know, our son's life to look up to and to show him the ways and to, you know, teach him his first lesson or... I think the, it's just, I it's, think the only, like, I think if you look at this on the surface, it's like, this was both of our dream, was to create a family together. It's just the only negativity about it was the fact that it came too early and we weren't ready for it. Like you want to be a dad and you've always wanted to be a dad, Absolutely. but it's just not now. It's just so not it, now. That's, that's, no. that's where like the conflict, like the conflicted feelings and the frustration comes. Super, and it's it, like, and, uh, you don't want to be yeah. upset about it, but you are because it's not the right time. And it's but you're super happy. crazy because like, I always, like, like I said earlier, I, I wanted to always be a dad. Always. I wanted to have a family. I wanted to be a dad, but I wanted it at the perfect timing that I wanted it. Yeah. And when that doesn't happen, <laughs> it's like... Wait, I've, stop, it's like, pause. What? Mind you, Lucas is the type of person who, if he has a plan in his head and it doesn't go <laughs> the exact way that he planned it to go, the world is, is it's like <laughs> the world is ending. Yeah, I get weird anxiety like that. Yeah. You know? But anyways, like, 
I want to be so happy. You know, I always thought about I was the dad that as soon as I found out I was having my first child, I was going to go to every stranger I saw and be like, I'm going to be a dad. You know, I can't wait. I always pictured myself being that person. But then when I was struck with, you know, this unexpected news, you're not, I'm not, I wasn't naturally happy about it. I wasn't naturally excited about it. I wasn't naturally over the moon about it, which also naturally made me feel so guilty. Mm -hmm. Like I felt so guilty. I was like, why am I not happy? Why am I not excited? You know, I'm getting what I've always wanted, but it's just the timing aspect. You know, that was me having to get over like, you know, having a plan and it not working out. And I think that's really hard to do when you live in a Western society that lives by a timeline. For sure. Because you, just growing up in that, we're, we're constructed to think, holy shit, I have to live my life by this this timeline, and when that doesn't work, that, that something's wrong. And I'm not going to get conspiracy or weird about it and be like, our timeline is perfect, and society's the one that's fucked up and shit like that. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, but... That's kind of how it feels. It's yeah, like it I mean, feels yeah. like we we don't fit a mold and we didn't fit a mold. And I think that's where a lot of our anxieties stem from. I feel like you you feel that way more than I feel that way. Yeah. Though. I was very I am I I was a very proper like look, we are not having a kid until you know, you have a ring on your finger and we are married. I was very that's how I wanted to live my life. Which I still could have a ring on my finger when I have my baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just it was just something that I was so against, yeah. but you being the love of my life and you being the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, you and the way that you handled things, you made it, you made it make more sense to me that, you know, this was meant to happen. It's going to be okay. That's interesting. I would like to know what I said that kind of made, if you remember, like, was there anything that I said that kind of made you be like, okay, this is okay? I don't know if it's anything you said, but it was more like me getting those feelings out to you. Yeah. You know, stemming back from what I said earlier, how the best part of our relationship is that we can actually put our relationship aside yeah. and sit together and actually talk about real shit. Yeah. Like, I talked to you about abortion. I talked to you about, is this something like, should we do this? Yeah. You know, and getting that out of my my mental and getting that off mm-hmm. of my chest to you especially and for us to be able to have that mature conversation and talk about it obviously you were totally against abortion but through you explaining to me why you're against abortion it made that like helped me that then it made more sense to me that it's okay this was meant to happen and like i said my saving effing grace through all of this is that I'm so happy to be like your man. Like and we're in love. I want nothing more than to be with you for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, like I said before, the baby was even a thing. So that's kind of why I'm like, let's rock and roll. Let's yeah. do this. You know, think- we're gonna be the best parents ever. Our son is going to have such emotionally open, invested, s- invested stable, I mean, adventurous, athletic parent. I mean, this kid is the luckiest yeah the luckiest boy ever well, i mean i think i think it's really important to highlight the fact that we are young but we're so in love and that's why cuz i got another question saying how did you and lucas know that you guys were ready to be parents mm. we, didn't. <laughs> we didn't we didn't know but the thing is is we're so in love and there's such a strong foundation of love behind 
our relationship and everything we do together that we were okay with it. For sure. I think Well, that's it's how so... I was raised. You know, I was raised with such love. You were raised with such love. I am like words of affirmation, you know, physical touch. I'm such a lover. It's stupid, you know. But I think it's I think what I'm trying to get at is that if you're sitting there and you might be in the position where you got pregnant and you don't love the person, it's like I I that's why I don't want to ever glorify our what we're going through and and say that you know, you shouldn't get an abortion or whatever or have these strong opinions because there's so many gray areas and different kind of circumstances. So I just want to make it clear that like we are so in love. And we're, that's, yeah, we're, lo- that's we're why... in love, absolutely. But we're also super lucky because we have families that, you know, support us emotionally, support totally. like we Financial are... Financial support, we have resources, we have, we have a lot backing perfect. us. I mean, that's why I agree with you. There's so many gray areas. There's so many differences with different couples and their story and their pregnancy. I think just the way our chips fell or the way that it happened for us literally the only negative thing was our age yeah and we can get the fuck over that yeah you know what i mean like this pregnancy is such a good thing yeah we're adding another human being into the family my grandmother you know lost her husband of 65 years my grandpa the first loss we've ever yeah. had as a family and now she can't wait to be a great grandma and you we know, found out that i was pregnant two days before his grandpa who passed away in, in november's birthday it was on February 5th was his birthday, and we found out February 3rd. Mm-hmm. So it was almost a gift. For from, sure. From and my, my parents can't wait to be grandparents. And so now it's like both of our families are so excited, and we're so happy to move on to the next chapter in our lives yeah. that, I mean, it's been a super great thing. Sometimes you need to be thrown into the next <laughs> chapter to really wake up. Yeah, I mean, your mom actually said a point yesterday how she heard from a podcast that like you're really not supposed to live your life on a straight line your life should be zigzagged yeah and i actually really agree with that if your life is on a straight line if you wake up if you have the same thing you do every single day if you have you know the same food you eat the same activities you do you're gonna wake up 30 years later saying where the the hell did my life go you know a life in zigzags a life where you take chances where you take gambles where i mean that's what life's about in a life where you you learn how to pivot because life isn't just going to be one linear it's not going to always be easy either so if you don't know how to pivot and adjust to situations you're not going to live a a really successful happy life you need to learn how to adjust to life just like anything you need to be that way in business too if you don't know how to pivot when something you know when shit hits the fan within your business or whatever then you're not going to be successful. You need to learn how to pivot yeah, in I mean, every aspect of normally life. Normally the first time you try something, it never works out. No. You know, it's about adapting. Except for with me. I mean, I'm, I'm stuck at everything. So. Yeah. Because we <laughs> totally planned this baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have two questions I want to ask you just from what you said. I think it'd be really interesting to talk about how you handled the fact that you're open to abortion and I'm not. Because I don't know that perspective. And I think that a lot of people listening could benefit from that because you know we're a perfect example like we don't have the same beliefs on abortion it's super you can't really handle that situation i mean at the end of the day you are a woman and i will never force you to do anything with your body and like i said at the end of the day i truly love you you know this is if i didn't love you this would not be okay 
I would, this would not be a good situation. And I'm being fucking honest. Yeah. You know, before this baby was even news, my plan was to move to Denver and spend the rest of my life with you. It's kind of funny because I look back now and I pro, you know, when I first found out I would have gotten an abortion. But when I think about, about it now, I'm happy. Like I didn't push you to get an abortion or I'm happy because I never pushed you ever. No, I was very, res- I was like, I mean, you were like, no. And I was like, okay, we're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. We're, ha- we're doing it, you know, but it's just respect, I guess. You know, I never, I, w- I can never force you to do something with your body. You know, I can mm-hmm. never force you to get an abortion. Obviously it was something we talked about, but I know that if we were to get an abortion, you never know where, you know, our mentals would have been. You would have probably always thought about the baby and who knows what that would have done to our relationship yeah. or but as someone who, you know, was thinking about abortion and you were so against abortion, am I going to lie to you and, and say that it was super easy for me? No, it wasn't. Was I had days where I was, you know, in my bed where, like, I was really contemplating, like, tomorrow I'm going to sit down with Amanda and tell her that I really think mm-hmm. we should have an abortion. Yeah. You know? But then those thoughts are always trumped by the thoughts of, you know, when this works out and... It turns into a good thing. I know that day I'm going to be like any doubt I ever had, any thoughts I ever had an abortion is bullshit. This is the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life. And I know it will be that, you know. Um, But no, it's not it's not easy at all. I mean, it's really it's you're having a wrestling match with your mind. And that's the worst person. That's the worst thing to have an argument with is your own own brain. Yeah. It drives you crazy. Yeah. But literally through our love and through our relationship and through us, you know, just talking about it all the time, I'm like, I'm in such a great place right now. I'm so happy that, you know, we're going to start our family and I'm so happy that I get to be a dad. And I think for anybody who's going through a situation where you and your partner might be different having different thoughts about abortion. And I'm not sitting here saying like, if a woman wants to do X, Y, and Z with her body that she can't because they're her partner. Like ultimately the woman has a say. However, I think it's super important. And it goes back to what Lucas and I have been saying about why our relationship works so well is you have to let the other person be an individual And you have to let them have their own thoughts and their own beliefs and their own emotions about a situation that they never asked for. Yeah, it's almost You never asked for it. They never asked for it. And if they're going through it differently than you are, let them. Because they are entitled to their feelings and they're entitled to their thoughts. And if they differ from yours, that's okay. Because if, if you try and make them feel any other way about it that they don't feel, they're going to resent you and things are going to just... That's because that's something you did actually really well. You know, you really let me have these thoughts. You like, you let me go through the natural process of like mourning the life I could have lived if we didn't have a kid yet. Or you really let me, you let me say things that I might not have actually meant, Mm -hmm. but you knew that I needed to get it off of my chest and out into the world in order for me to cope. Okay, another question, though, is people want to hear about your fears on being a parent and your excitements about being a parent. Well, my excitements, obviously, are that, you know, I get to be dad. I get to be, I get to be, you know, the man that our son looks up to. I'm going to be, <laughs> I mean, this kid is so lucky, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm going to be so present 
in his life, I'm going to be so emotionally there invested so there he's going to have a best friend in his father he's going to have someone who teaches him how to lift weights and to teaches him how to be a man and teaches him how to pick up girls and teaches him you know how to pick up guys if he if he's into that you know mm-hmm. fuck it it is what it is but so just have like a little buddy to, i get to, to be a mentor you yeah. know i get to be a serious That's... mentor i get to you know give a human their first piece of bacon like, that what? warms my heart because that's Lucas's favorite thing to do is be a mentor to somebody. Yeah, totally. And he really seeks that out too. He's really longing for someone to be that figure for him, a mentor in like business or whatever. And that makes me so happy because I just know that he gets so much joy from teaching people things. Totally. And sharing his passions. Well, I just and- get so much joy right now. I have, I'm so joyful for like our son yeah. because he is going to have someone like me that will you know, I will never hold anything back. No kind of reality. No, he will always know. I mean, it'll be such a transparent relationship, but my fears, obviously my fears are of failing. My fears are of not being able to provide for my family. My fears are being a deadbeat dad. My fears are, I mean, those fears are absolutely present. You know, will I be able to find a job that supports the lifestyle that I want? Will my son look up to me as the best dad in the world? It's that doubt in the back of your head, obviously, because this was unexpected. We're almost six months in, you know? I've had these revelations. I'm good. Like, I can't wait. Of course I can do this. But everybody has fears. Everyone has self-doubt. If you don't have self-doubt, you don't really know yourself. You're not, you're not, you are not in reality if you don't have doubt or fears. Okay, so another question was, who's going to be the strict parent? You, 100%. <laughs> you think? 1,000%. I, when, I heard, when I saw that question, I, was, I like, actually didn't know. We're over here looking at like baby toys, and Amanda... <laughs> I mean, Amanda wants our son to play with wooden fucking toys. Wood. Let me say that again. Wooden toys. Why? Because they're, they're, all the other toys are too colorful and shit. Like, What? I don't like tacky shit. No, you're gonna be the you're you're definitely gonna be a stricter parent. I'm gonna be the parent where our son like you know I'm gonna take him to Dairy Queen or get some ice cream without mom knowing or I'm gonna. Yeah, okay, but you're... I'm not gonna be a Nazi. If the kid wants pizza, I'm gonna give him pizza. Oh yeah, I know, but. I think you're definitely gonna be the strict one. Why though? Why do you say that? Just like in a general. Because I think you're a lot just more stern than I am. You're very, stern. you're a lot more stern. You're a lot more set in your ways, Ooh. which isn't a bad thing. No, I know. I'm, but you're stern, like you're stern. That's but that's why I'm in love with you because you remind me of like my mother or you remind me of my grandmother who yeah. is a stern, strong woman. Yeah. You know, you don't take shit. Yeah. You are your own person. You're going to be a great mom, but you're going to be a stern mom. But in terms of like curfew or No, I mean, we've always like, been super good about that. I don't like... First of all, I don't think neither either one of us will be a strict parent. I just think if there's going to be more of a strict parent, it will it will be me. It'll be you for yeah. sure. Like I tell you all the time, like you're about to be parenting two boys. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay, so I think that's pretty much all I want to talk about with pregnancy and parenting. Like, I guess I just want to conclude real quick about yeah, the conclude, pregnancy conclude. thing. I've never in my life been happier and more ready for this adventure with Amanda. I am super excited to be a dad. I cannot wait to see where our family, you know, takes us. I can't wait to partake in this next chapter in our lives. I know for a fact it's going to be beautiful. 
And I think I'm the luckiest guy in the world to be going through this with you, Amanda. Hey. Seriously. I love you. I love you. Okay, well, I think we've talked you guys' ear off enough in this episode. If you guys want to listen to that podcast episode that I mentioned about me announcing that I was pregnant on the podcast, it's episode seven. It's five months pregnant. I answer you guys' questions. I also did a first trimester recap on my YouTube channel, which is just Amanda DeMarco. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's at just mans. You can follow Lucas on Instagram at Lucas Fowler. And you can go bug him and ask him questions and comment on his stories. Do it. <laughs> so, yeah, we will be back on here. I'm sure Lucas will be back on here. And we're going to be sharing a lot more with the pregnancy, with our, you know, thoughts, our feelings, everything. If you guys ever have any suggestions of anything you want us to talk about in the podcast, Shoot them my way, shoot them Lucas's way, and we will go ahead and do that. Any final thoughts, babe? No, I thought that was fun. Um, excited to do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fun. <laughs> excited to do another one. My uh, podcast virginity has officially been taken. Your cherry's been popped. Cherry has been popped. All right, you guys. It's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> okay, yeah, <know>. sorry. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys in the next episode. You were